from the booze salon in the depths of the grills of booze compound this is our new show corks and crowlers as always my name is doug i'm your host i'm here with you and joining me for the first time ever because we thought we would break up the sausage party that is the gorillas of booze and all of our shows we have our first female joining us and uh I think Corks and Crowlers, we're going to kind of make a female show. So we'll always, if not this particular female, we'll try to always have a female on. So joining me for the first time is hairstylist to the stars, <laughs> my beautiful wife, Dana. Hi. Great. That is Dana. <laughs> so just uh, an idea of what Corks and Crowlers will be. It's going to be kind of uh, a two drink show, you know, so not the four drink uh, punish ourselves thing that we normally do. And if you can't guess from the title, we're going to look at a beer. And listen, they're not always going to be in a crowler. It's just a clever little name. Uh, and a wine. So we'll look at a beer and a wine because I hate wine. And I love it. And Dana loves it. <laughs> so and, she, and I love beer. And I don't like beer. And there you go. <laughs> no, so, I shouldn't say that. I like some beer. I like to call it the quote-unquote girly beer is what I like. Well, that's, that's, that's pigeonholing. What's a girly beer? Uh, you know, the fruitier stuff. Um, I like sours. But that IPA stuff, ugh, not my thing. Well, and I, but I think you've, you've discovered that you sort of like the sour IPAs too, yes, though, right? Yes, 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 yes. I can do a sour IPA. But uh, ugh, I don't know. So it's it, about as far as I've gone. That's We call that a little bit of foreshadowing because the beer that we'll have on the show today is actually a, a sour IPA. So before we dive into uh, the 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 fluids, when I say the, the from the from the booze salon here in the depths of the Grills of Booze compound, just to give somebody uh, give everybody an idea of what we're talking about. So we have a our recording area here in the depths the depths of the Grills of Booze compound. It's kind of half set up for uh, the podcasting area, and we have uh, where we do our our show WGOB Network on YouTube. By the way, Grills of Booze TV. Uh, the other half is set up for my beautiful wife to do hair because, as I said, she is hairstylist to the stars. If you're flipping around on TV and you're watching news, you've probably seen her work. Uh, so she has a, a whole setup down here, a nice salon. And since we're classy in this motherfucker on Corks and Crowlers, we thought that the, the salon area was the, <laughs> the the better idea to drink our fine wines and our beers out of our Crowlers. Yes. So. And let's be clear, the quote-unquote stars don't come to this basement. <laughs> This is not where the stars come. Yes, this, this is, is where family, friends come to get their hair done by me. This is what Dana calls the normies. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let, before we dive in, I feel like I've said that already. Before we dive in, before we dive in, before we dive in, <laughs> Dana, what, what would you say? So you're not a beer person, really? No. So that's wine and liquor. What do you think? Do you have a favorite between the two? Do you prefer one over the other? Oh, that's tough. Um, I'd probably, I'd have to say liquor even over wine. Females around the world are gasping right now. Really? You prefer liquor over wine? I think so. Yeah. I say as though I'm not married to you. Yeah. I th I think I would. I think I would take liquor, um, over wine, but I, uh, I, it really, it all depends on my mood. Depends on the mood. Depends on the setting, where I am, how much I can drink. Um, <laughs> um, depends what I'm eating also. Although I, I really, I'm not really that big on, I'm just going to drink what I'm in the mood to drink. All if right. it's. Nobody's yelling at you. 
<laughs> if it's if I'm in the mood for wine, I'm going to drink wine. And if it's I'm in the mood for red, I'll drink red. I don't care if I'm having steak versus fish. I'm going to have what I want to have. Yeah, I was going to say follow that thought out because I literally, when I say I don't know anything about wine, it's not just for the show. I don't know anything about wine. So what are the times you should drink white? What are the times you should drink red? Generally. I believe it's, you know, they typically say red with steak, like a red wine. Um, and then typically something lighter and, you know, like a white for fish and whatnot. Like fish and chicken and shit like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's your liquor? Tito's. Tito's. Or gin. I was going to say, I thought I would think gin. I like gin and tonics. I've seen um, you put away some gin. Yeah. I like gin and tonics. I like vodka, soda, standard. <laughs> Tito's Club. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, you lose out by this not being a video show, so you don't get to see the shoulder-to-shoulder head bob that she just did. What's um, the uh, what gin? Do you care? I like keep it simple. I like Tangeray. Um, Bombay is obviously always good. Hendrix is good. That's All not right. fancy, right? I don't think that's fancy. I don't think that's fancy. Yeah. I don't think anyone would call you would call you bougie. Besides me. Yeah. All right. We doing wine or beer first? Let's crack this bitch open. Great. You've been around Frank too long. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll, we'll have to come up with some sort of scientific. We'll have to come up with some sort of scientific uh, uh, process for picking. But in this case, let's just do wine first because I don't want to drink it. So. Yeah, I was a little torn because I'm like, oh, should we do the beer first to maybe you know get you? Maybe you won't taste the wine as much when we get to it. Get me hammered. But and uh, I yeah, I don't wine. know. Um, but my initial thought was I think we should do the wine first. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the wine and get the get the wine out of the way. Okay. So this week, unfortunately, uh, without Chris being here, we don't have Chris's magic sack. So we're going to reach into our regular ass bowl and uh, pull out the bottle of wine. Should we share how we went about getting this bottle of wine? Uh, we walked into a store. And purchased it. Is that a trick question? Well, we just, well, no, we talked about how we agreed it should be something. I mean, obviously you don't drink wine, so you most likely never had anything. But I said that I wanted it to be something new that neither of us have either, neither of us had had. So in, we walked to the liquor store and I believe you said to me, you like, you pick your beers you go by the what'd you say you got like the, i'm a label person label label yeah yeah yeah. i said well i don't know anything about wine so i'm just gonna pick it out by a label yeah and here we have <laughs> so based on that we have uh a wine that i thought had a pretty cool label the wine is called kung fu girl kung fu girl this is a 2015 riesling from washington state one of my favorite white wines riesling is that right yes yeah pff, i knew that yeah uh from charles smith wines out of uh, Mattawa, Washington, USA, vintage and bo- uh, vintage and bottled by Charles Smith Wines. And from their site here, just the, the quick description, it says, it takes an unconventional winemaker to make a totally unexpectedly dry Riesling. Ooh. One night, Charles was, who knows if this was true. I always love when they put these kind of stories, things in here. But uh, one night, Charles was eating Chinese takeout and watching a fight scene in a notorious martial arts film when he had an idea. A killer white wine made to be paired with Asian food. And just like that, Kung Fu Girl was born, and it's been kicking ass and taking names ever since. It's a blend, uh, pairs well with spicy ramen, with sriracha pork tacos, and, of course, Chinese takeout. 
if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, yeah, it's got an 87 out of 100 and at wine enthusiast. So it, it's a cheap bottle of wine, you know, comparatively speaking, it was like 12, $13 available as far as I'm aware. in most, you know, stores that carry wine and liquor, um, which I find never means anything. Right. That's what I was going to say is that apparently it's scoring well though. So yeah. Now, here's and also as you're about to crack that open. What also I find interesting is it is a twist off, which a lot of times I think people get discouraged by that. They're like, oh, twist off. Nope. And it's cheap. No, nope. Not going to be good. I don't agree with that either. And I think that's like an older uh, thing. I feel like. Well, it comes back to drinking what you like, right? Well, yeah. But I just also, I think a lot of people would say that the twist off it doesn't matter. It can still be a good bottle of wine. Agreed. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I'm just know. going to agree with you. You don't know. I also liked that when you read in the description, oh, hey, heavy pour. Um, <laughs> that Heavy pour ham hands. Um, it's said it's a drier Riesling, which right away I'm excited about because I, that is what I prefer in a, in a Riesling. Um, it's not like a too, too sweet. Like I don't want to. I feel like I'm drinking juice. Um, so I like it to be a little dry. So I'm excited about this. Yeah, me too. Totally. Love num- finding a n- new bottle of wine. And number one, you called me a heavy pour and you poured more than me. And my glass is bigger too. <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion. There is no way you're going to drink all this. I'm going gonna- oh, to slam this shit. Finish your beer. It's not a beer. It's not whatever. Finish your wine, right? The rules do apply. Still apply. All the rules apply, including watch your glass, Dana. So... It poured out, uh, I don't know, how do you describe this in terms of not being a beer? So, uh, a white wine? There's no head. No. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, very, very nearly clear. It's got a little bit of a like a yellowish hue to it, uh, as you would expect from a white wine, from a Riesling, I guess. It looks almost like uh, apple juice and water poured into it. Incredibly clear. I can see the fingerprints on my fingers all the way through the other side. I'm going to use a wine word here that I'm pretty excited to use. Ready? It doesn't really seem to have any legs. <laughs> I don't know what that means other than I'm swirling my glass around and it's not really clinging to the side and dripping down it all that much. I don't know what that says, though. Yeah, very... Yeah, it's not very little. How about the smell? Yeah, the, well, the smell smells like uh, wine. Yes, it does. I mean, there's like a grape, obviously. Yeah, I was gonna, that was like the first thing I was going to say when I took a snifferoo. When I took a big Nova sniff. A Nova sniff, Gorilla's a Booze Hounds, or Gorilla Booze Hounds, rather, mm-hmm. on Instagram, at Gorilla Booze Hounds, if you want to see some uh, some dogaroons, some dogaronies. Some pepperonis. Some pepperonis. Um, yeah, gr- I definitely get a grape smell right off the bat. What else you got there, Doug? Uh, I have grape. I don't know how to, do- I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing with this stuff. You know, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to drink it. That's incredible, uh, incredible aroma notes. Yeah, it's definitely got that little bit, you know, that little bit of sweetness, like Rieslings <laughs> tend to. Oh, all right, good start. Um, like Rieslings tend <laughs> to have a little on the sweeter side, but like the description says, it, um, well, got some dryness, which is, in my opinion, a good thing. I like it a little dry, not too too overly sweet. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely dry. That's for sure. It mm. is definitely wine. Oh, there's drier. There's yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait to find those. 
There's a little bit of um like a tart yeah-ness, like a maybe a peach kind of Oh, I could yeah, thing. I could see that. I could see that. And the feeling in my mouth is almost like after I've eaten like like uh like an apple, like a Granny Smith apple or something like that, where it's kind of tart and then it leaves like that drying sensation in your mouth. Yeah. Let me find Oh, here's your tasting notes. Mandarin orange and apricot. I've never eaten an apricot in my life, so I could I wouldn't know what that tastes like. I don't think I have either. I mean, I've had like apricot like jam or something, I think, but Oh, and I was almost there. White peach. I don't know how a white peach differs from a peach. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get the peach flavor for sure. I saw I picked that I think we both picked that up right away. And there's a core of minerality that makes this dry Riesling shimmer with energy and freshness. Oh. It's another epic vintage of Kung Fu Girl. It's totally shimmering. I wonder, maybe maybe we should whip up a batch of ramen. <laughs> you know who would be good? We could get some ramen from our, our good friends, W.E. Eats. That's W.E.Eat on Instagram. Give them a follow. These guys, they don't mess around when it comes to food. It's not us. They're not us. They're not associated with us. I'll get to the shameless self-promotion a little bit later. This is W.E. Eats. It's just friends of ours. They uh, they go around. They take pictures of food. They, they rate and comment on food. And uh, they're big into ramen, so they popped into my head. So there you go. Pay it forward, W-E-E. I don't know. What do you say, right? So my mouth gets more and more dry with each sip that we take. Me too. I can't believe you like this shit. I mean, listen, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, I've had better. <laughs> but it's it's, <laughs> it's it's fine. It's it's a decent it's a decent Riesling. Is Riesling like the gateway wine? Somebody once told me, because obviously you enjoy wine enough that you have it with meals and your family has it with meals and I want to get involved. So I'm not the, the guy, who, like, I'll have a beer when everybody's Yeah, literally like we'll nice be out, wine. all of us, five of us, out to dinner or on vacation. And it's like, poor Jack. All he wants to do is order a bottle of wine. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. He can still order it and the four of us will drink it. Poor Doug. Can't get involved. Yeah. Just can't get those taste buds involved. Do you guys have any micro beers? Well, we have Sierra Nevada. Great. I guess I'll have that. That's that's the experience usually. Um, yeah, I guess I I get my wino from my family. What uh, what was my point? What was the point I was making? Oh, so the gate, somebody I think told gateway. me that Riesling was like the gateway wine, like the wine that you should be drinking, which will ease you into another type, which will ease you into another type into into full fledged wine. Yeah, because I think it. it tends, like I said, it it's not. It's a little on the fruitier side. It's not that dry. Like, it's not as dry as, like, a Pinot Grigio or even, like, you know, a Chardonnay. It's 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 just more fruitier and sweeter. So, it's definitely an easier wine to get into. Yeah, I got to say. A good gateway, gateway wine, like yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah. yeah, as much as I don't love this, it's not, like... It's not the most struggling experience I've ever had to get a wine down. It's it's growing on me a little bit. It is sweet, which is helpful. I of course I don't you don't know like it because I like real it. true winos would feel about this, but I do this a lot, especially with white wine. I do ice. I'm sorry. I do ice. Um, I actually think I would like this with a little bit of ice on it. I know it's probably there's people true winos out there like oh my god. You want ice? We have ice. I yeah no. I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna get some ice. So do you think this would pair well with ramen and or takeout Chinese food? Do you think this guy is right or? Well, I I can tell you that like when I when I eat Chinese food, I often feel awful after I eat it. 
and I typically get like, you know, even if I'm not drinking soda, if I'm in that stage of my life where I'm giving up soda, I'll still get like a can of Coke or something. And I'm sure that contributes to the bloatedness. So this seems like it's, it's thin. It's a little bit sweet. It would be easy to drink with it. So that I could see. With the ramen, especially a spicy ramen, I could definitely see it. I think this actually would pair very well with a spicy ramen. Because, uh, you know, it could definitely cool you down. And it's, again, it's, a, it's an easy kind of sweet drinker. And uh, it is a 750-milliliter bottle that we got. It contains sulfites. Uh, CharlesSmithWines.com on the bottle. It is a like a pretty standard yellowish whatever olive color bottle with the Kung Fu Girl label, which is a white label with kind of black, almost like ink painting of a Kung Fu Girl. It's just her hair, her lips, her hands, and her sleeves in black. Uh, it's a very sort of Asian-inspired label. You can definitely see that. And a bottle, or a bottle, a bowl of rice and chopsticks on the back as well. It says land to hand, vineyard to bottle. I definitely could see drinking this with Chinese food or... Um some ramen it's got like a is there anything any of the taste kind of give you like a sake no oh that's a good call let me uh let me fire in here again hang on yeah i don't know something's giving me like a a little bit of like a sake reminder yeah 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 definitely yeah yeah i could see that now i wouldn't drink right? this hot obviously but there is it took me a couple it is a sips, little bit of a sake but, thing going on yeah yeah i got a little bit of a sake thing going on which that would make sense. Yeah, totally. Well, this would be the part where we would knock them back, but I don't see that as happening. <laughs> if I you knock this back. You know what's going to be so interesting? Oh, my God. I wonder. I'm curious to see how, like, wine hits you. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting when I'm vomiting. Can we just not have the mic on me when that happens? <laughs> well, in an effort to not have a bunch of dead air while I try to force this into my body, let's... I guess if you're a beer person tuning in, you don't give a shit about wine. Let's at least talk about wine a little bit. What is a Riesling? Where does it come from? That kind of thing. Uh, Riesling is named after a white grape variety, which originated in Rhine, Germany. There's probably a more German way to say Rhine, but I don't know how to say it. Rhine? Yep. Anyway. All that German in high school sure did help me. <laughs> it's... um. German? Right. Did you say Germany? They're German yes. for real? It's German. I don't know why it's a German, but I did. That's a French. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, it's an aromatic grape vari uh, variety. It's flowery. Um, what's interesting is that depending on when it's harvested, if you, in cooler climates in the German wine regions, uh, if you harvest it early, you get more of an apple and kind of tree fruit note. The later... Uh, later ripening varieties get the, the more peach flavors and the citrus flavors and stuff like that, and they're grown in the warmer climate. So I would assume that that's what we have here based on the fact that we were getting like a peach. Agreed. Great. Good talk. I, I uh, Agreed. Uh, very much a German, a German wine style, a German grown grape. Uh, so, you know, obviously when you think of wine, a lot of people think of France, but this is a big German thing. Now, when it comes to aging, because aging becomes a big thing with wine, right? Like, for instance, this bottle is, what did I say? 15. 2015. So it's, you know, between three and four years old, depending on what part of 15, right? Recent wines, they're often often con consumed when they're young. And they make, like, a fruity, aromatic wine. The, the, the aromas of green and um, greens, other apples, grapefruit, peach, gooseberry, honey, rose blossoms, that kind of thing. Um 
but you can age them and actually there's a wine expert named michael broadbent who rates aged german rieslings some of them hundreds hundreds of years old he actually rates them very highly wow but that said the most common aging periods for rieslings are uh, for a dry one somewhere between five and 15 years uh between 10 and 20 years for a semi-sweet and between like 10 and 30 or more years for their full like sweet versions of them huh interesting so that makes sense i mean we have a dry one here yeah and it's uh three or four years old so we're about we're about there you know what's not there is the bottom of my glass because i still can't see it yet Mm. and my body is trying to regurgitate well i went ahead and you know did the maybe non-proper and added a little ice to mine because i just wanted a little more chill (laughs) i think you should do the same no, no, that ship has sailed. No, no. I think it might help you. We're just trying to power through at this point, huh? I think it might help you if you add a little ice. Just like a cube. It just has to it doesn't be a lot. Just like a cube or two. All right. The ice is now in the glass. Let it let it chill. Let it chill. It's, um, again, I, I mean, I, I've had better. It's okay, though. What a ringing endorsement. I, I'm sorry, Kung Fu panda no, no. girl whatever kung fu panda girl yeah you're there you're there <laughs> kung fu kung fu girl you need, um you need to apologize to charles smith i'm sorry charles smith from washington no minnesota no no, no you're right washington, washington. um it, it's okay yeah that about sums up my estimation as well or my estimation is not the right word my viewpoint as well it, 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 it's okay well i think we've said all we need to say about that so let's uh let's rate this we're going to rate it like we do all our other shows. Scale of one to five. Well, actually, it's technically it's 0.25 to five. Yes. Point uh, or uh, quarter points are available. So yes. anywhere from 0.25 to a five. I'm sure you can guess what those are. Five is awful. 0.25 is amazing. No, I thought I'd get what? you on that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it? Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three. A three. Yeah. Wow. Strong. I was, I was, I wasn't going to be Chris and give it a four. So <laughs> no, Chris, that's not Chris. That's Doppel Chris. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. But, but Doppel Chris has been, he, uh, something He's happened. He's branched out a little, right? No, yeah. no, no. Doppel Chris is dead. He is? Chris fucked him off and we haven't seen him since. Oh, wow. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a three. It's a three. It's a three for me. All right. Well, see, this is weird for me because I don't have anything to compare this to. I don't know how to, where my scale is going to begin. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a 2.5, just because, you know, I don't know. Because you have no idea. Right, I don't know what to give it actually. I, if I give it a three, it's kind of weird because you already gave it a three and that's boring. So I'm gonna give it a 2.5. Uh, I don't hate it. It's a, it's sweet, which is nice. The drying in my mouth is kind of getting a little bit old. Uh, I don't like that. You know, now I feel like I've eaten 15 Granny Smith apples. Um. Yeah. But it's not like undrinkable. If somebody put this in front of me and told me I had to drink this or I would die, I certainly could drink this. Right, right. But it's not the best I've had. And that is a perfect way to end on the wine. It is not the best I've had. So let's knock these back and then uh, we can move on to a beer. That'd be great. Oh, anything to get that out of my mouth. Which uh, I didn't want to bury the lead right off the top. But the beer this time, the Crowler, if you will, is a sour, sour IPA, sour double IPA. This one comes to us from Hudson Valley Brewing in New York. It's their uh, Bloom, they call it. 
Bloom is uh, 8% alcohol by volume. It's a sour double IPA with raw wheat, malted oat, milk sugar, cherries, dark chocolate, and chamomile. And hopped with Citra and Simcoe powder. And what does it say that it tastes like? Does what do you it mean? say it? Remember when we were at the brewery, every every beer had a description? It tastes oh, like. Yes, 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 yes. No, you know what? It doesn't say that here We should here have taken a picture of the menu. We should have taken a picture of the menu. Yeah. We, they, uh, had great, um, they had great descriptions of each beer. Um, they're, they're a very sour-heavy brewery. So for me, it was amazing. Um, it was church. We pretty much, we had a very, we had many, many of their beers, but this one we saved for the show. We actually had all of their beers. But <laughs> yeah, according to all of the people around us, this was a hit. The color was amazing. Yeah. I really wish we had taken a picture because their descriptions, every beer, like I said, had a description, tastes like... And it'd be like crazy stuff like gummy bears and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yellow like, sweet tart or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Orange every- Necco wafers and all kinds of stuff. And Reese's Pieces or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- um, Yeah, everybody was ordering this thing. Everyone was getting this bloom. So, like I said, it looked amazing. We were pretty excited to bring it home and have it on our first- show together. our first show together our an actual crowler for the corks and crowlers and uh <laughs> and it's funny our wine didn't have a cork <laughs> oh, that's right <laughs> whoops whoops um anyway we'll talk more about hudson valley uh in the future when's it gonna be on our next episode of gov radio actually we're gonna talk a little bit more about hudson valley too so not to get too terribly ahead of ourselves but let's uh let's crack this gigantic crowler of bloom open And it is overfilled because it went all the way down my arm. Lovely, lovely. Look, look, look oh at this thing. Oh my goodness. Y'all should see this because. Y'all. Oh my gosh, the color is insane. It's so pretty. <laughs> can I say that? Can, can yes. I say that the beer is a beautiful color? Well, that's. Wait, we broke up the sausage party so that you can say things like pretty. Yeah, it. the color is so pretty. This yeah. definitely, even just by looking at it, is my like I said in the beginning of the show, quote unquote, girly beer. Like this by looks is the definition of a girly beer. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a pinkish, um, like a raspberry. Like a raspberry. That's a good call. Actually, it's like a pressed raspberry, pinkish yeah. kind of color. Uh, very very thick looking. Yes. You can't see. Milky, you know, like which... milky, yeah. The light does not pass through it at all. It's a pink, uh, a pink head that's kind of hanging around there. It doesn't dissipate so much. It's about half a finger of head, uh, pink hue to it. Decent lacing. The head, ho- the mm-hmm. it holds onto the glass pretty well. Yeah, I feel like raspberry is a good. Yeah, it's like I don't know, like creamy, thick raspberry, yeah. milkshakey kind of looking thing. Yep, it looks delightful. I must say. It looks interesting. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, it's so fruity smelling. It is. Yeah, it smells so fruity. Uh, it smells like cherries. It smells like raspberry. It smells like I was gonna say stra- little strawberry. Strawberry, all kinds of red berries. Um, Gosh darn it! I wish we had the taste. Like it's not on their website. It's not on their website. What the? I promise. I'll look for it, but it's not there. But I'll look Come for on, it. Come on, Hudson Valley. It's not there. 
Um, but now that now that said, all the fruit when you when you get through the fruitiness, if you draw a little deeper, the hoppiness is definitely there too. Yeah, but it's sure, uh, sure. But it's hidden away by, you know, there's a certain sour aroma. If sour can have, I guess technically sour doesn't have an aroma, but you can smell that it's going to be sour. So it smells a little bit vinegary. Very, very fruity though. With a touch of like hop in the background. Woo. That'll suck your cheeks in. Whoa. Man. Oh my gosh. So that is sour for sure. It is sour, but it is delightful. Very good. Very refreshing. Very fruity. Oh, my gosh. In the summer, this would be like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good call. Whew. It's um, Killer. It, it, it follows the smell in that there's a lot of like the red kind of berry taste here. Cherry, strawberry. You get the sour first, which I don't know. Babe, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if that's normal. On um, In sours, like if you get the sour first, like I get the sour first and then I get all the fruity, like all the berry, the raspberry. Like I get all that second. Yeah, I mean, generally the sour is going to hit you first. It's a, it's the most, you know, it's the most obvious thing when it hits your yeah. mouth. But once you swallow it, for sure, like the aftertaste is very fruity and very. Uh, did you say delightful before? Because if you didn't, I'm going to use it. It's very delightful. It's delightful. It's very delightful. There's a definite thickness here. Oh, for sure. Is that where that milk, whatever? That you said in the description is that why what makes it? Oh, does it have milk sugar? I wasn't yeah. even paying attention. Does it? <laughs> when I was reading, I wasn't wow. Hmm, we can see who's really into this. No, listen, I can just read without comprehending what I'm reading. I'm good at that. Yeah, yeah, that probably does contribute a little bit to the to the thickness of it. But I think it. Let me just like, double check you just, that. You think you hear milk and you th- you think thick. Because it said oats too, right? It will malted oat. Malted oats going to thicken it up too. Oh, okay, okay. It's interesting, dark chocolate. I don't really get that, but uh, no. Anyway, the thickness it definitely coats your mouth. It makes you know, it envelops your entire tongue with with sourness. But once that goes away, that fruitiness is really really nice. Yeah, that's why I said it. It's like sour, sour then sweet. I was just gonna say you sound like a Sour Patch Kids commercial. Uh huh. We should have, we should have had you on the sour show that was atrocious. We picked all the worst sours in the world. They were probably so good. They weren't though. You know, if you ever watched our show. I you, do actually. I just watched the latest episode. You would see you. how we experienced that Thank sour episode. You well, you, I feel like every episode, you guys, it's like torture. Well, we're remedying that. Uh, Can you like actually drink something that you like? Well, with that in mind, our next episode of of Girls of Booze TV on YouTube, WGW Network on YouTube, plug plug plug, uh, is a is a stout episode. So if you really want to see us suffer, because uh, I detest stouts, we are about to film an IPA show. So. We'll finally have, uh, since, except for the first episode that we did, uh, we'll finally have an episode full of beers that we actually enjoy to drink. So keep an eye out for that. For all the good things that we're saying about this, I do have to say one sort of negative thing. I don't even know if it's negative. All right. This isn't really a sour IPA, though. I don't think. Because you don't get any of the... I've had some of their sour IPAs that are much more IPA-y. Yes. This is like just a sour. It's a very, very good sour. But it's it's just a sour, really. It makes sense because I like it. True. Good point. <laughs> As it starts to warm up now, there is a little bit of a vinegary mm-hmm. that comes through. I'm cu- I wonder how they. I wonder how they achieve the sour in this particular one. I wonder if it's lacto. I mean, it's got to be lactobacillus, I would think. But anyway, very good. Definitely the type of beer that's perfect for this kind of environment. You know, a nice, a nice, easy drinking, refreshing sour beer for this uh, warm climate that we're in of uh, 
30 degrees with snow falling out of the sky. Yeah, it's not pretty out. Hey, but at least it'll be three degrees tomorrow, so that should be good. Yeah, it'll be lots of fun. Anyway, so why don't we fire these back? That sounds horrible for a sour, but why don't we fire these back and raid them and uh, get out of here so we can shovel some snow? That's a man. That's how a man does it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Men are from Crowlers. Women are from Corks. We need a funny uh, tagline like that. That's not it. Believe me, I'm not saying that that's it. So we'll rate them? Yeah, let's give it a rating. I'm going to go first. Yeah. 4.25. Oh. It is uh, delicious. It's fruity. Not very IPA-y, but uh, definitely a very, very good sour. One of the strongest sours I've ever had. Which, funny, I feel like I said that last time I had a Hudson Valley on the, on the radio show. Actually, the GOB radio show. But I mean, for my first time experiencing, I believe, any, right? Had I had any Hudson Valley before? I don't know. I don't think so. So, for my first time experiencing Hudson Valley, their sour game was, like, just amazing. I like, believe they call that on point. On point. Yeah, that's what the kids are saying. Um, It was, though. It was on point. It was everything we tried was so good. It yeah, we didn't have like a bad beer. We did not no have bad a bad beer. beer. Um, I felt like even everybody around us, like was enjoying every single beer yeah there was one lady there much much older lady who knew more than anybody should know about sours and she was pumped up for these beers yeah and she was loving the the bloom remember she was loving bloom she ended up getting like a full pour i think of it because she was loving it loving it talking to everybody what do you have and what do you think that you know what do you think of this what do you think of that you gotta love it yeah and if you could see this like like we said the color is like the right it's it's you know you could look around the bar and you knew instantly like everybody that was drinking this and there was a lot like everybody was trying this beer and it is i'll say it again delightful it is the d word yeah so what do you give it i'm giving it a four a four after all of that you give it less than me yeah okay i gave it a four because as much as i love the sourness i love the flavoring Whatever that, I don't know if I'm loving like the thickness of it though. That's the one thing that I'm like eh about. If I have to, if I have to say one negative thing about the beer, it's like the thickness of it. Like I don't think you drink much of it. No, um, I can see how it would get exhausting because it is thick. That's true. Yeah. So uh, that's why I give it a four. I'm sorry. You don't I'm have sorry. to be sorry. I, I didn't make it. I was just shocked based on your yeah I got your four your preamble that you then went less than me. It was just I wasn't expecting it. So what I think we'll do and what I think we'll do every episode is we'll make a decision. Was it cork or was it crowler? Was it the wine or was it the beer? What did we like better? Oof. It's on you. I know this is gonna be shocking, but I'm going with the beer. And I am too. So that's a clean sweep. That one. This was a pretty easy one because. Uh, yeah. The wine was what it was, but the this particular beer that we chose, or the beer that chose us, uh, was far and away better than the wine in this case. So that's a big win for the Crowler this week, for Bloom from Hudson Valley Brewing. Whoop, whoop. And with that, I think we'll start to bring the lights down on the Booze Salon. It's the first episode of Corks and Crowlers in the books. Check us out. Here comes the, sh- the shameless self-promotion. Check us out. WGOB Network all over the place. YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. 
Uh, it's the home of Gorillas of Booze TV, GOB Radio, our quick hits, our one shots. Uh, the Booze Tutor, with the, the hiatus that it's been on, is coming back with uh, an IPA episode. We're going to film an IPA episode of Gorillas of Booze TV. We got a New York road trip version of GOB Radio coming up. We're also very excited because on the horizon, we're doing our very first special called Bands and Beers. Uh, we're going to sit down with a very popular uh, uh, New Jersey rock band. We're pretty excited about that. And uh, what else? What else? What else? I'm going to run out of breath. <laughs> That's it. Promote, 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 promote. Uh, check us out on the Hopped Up Network, hoppedupnetwork.com. We're, uh, we, we're very happy to be partnered with everybody on there. Tons and tons and tons of podcasts, hours and hours of, uh, of content to listen to. Uh, so check us out there, hoppedupnetwork.com. We are the Grills of Booze on Instagram, Grills of Booze on Instagram. And if you're at all interested in, to check out the work of the hairstylist of the stars, my wife, Dana, you can find her. DLC Styles. At DLC Styles, at DLC Styles. You can take a look at uh, kind of what she's up to on her, her day-to-day life uh, when she's not dealing with me. Uh, <laughs> so. All right. I think it was a good one. Good first so that's it. We appreciate you hanging in there with us, and we look forward to seeing you again on our next episode of, Cro- of Corks and Crawlers. Uh, check us out. Like we said, WGOB Network. Subscribe to us everywhere, and we will see ya. Cork you later. Peace. <laughs>